Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Brian Brushwood. Oh my gosh. To have three of us on the show? Well, this is new. OG3. That's right. And Mr. Bryce, third leg of this three legged dog, <laughs> Castillo. Wait. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. This is the classic three legged dog. And the third leg is most the most efficient animal on the planet, says studies in my head. I mean, uh, who, who's to say which is the most important leg now that I think about it? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly not the one so. that's not here. <laughs> cool thing about a three legged dog. He can pee whenever he wants. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, letting us pee in... into your ears. Into your ears. That's right. Let's yes. See. Good job, Bryce. Weird <laughs> intro, but I'll allow it. Here we are. Weird, weird thing. We just picked up some new Patreon supporters. <laughs> uh, bad thing. We have to do a special after show show now. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, it is been a while and uh uh different conflicting schedules mainly you know my fault but i am very thrilled to be here with you all and i've missed you terribly we uh we spent a fair bit of last week uh basically just geeking out of uh, about the images from the james webb uh, space telescope uh talking about uh, gravitational lensing and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. uh but but i guess if we're going to go way back because we had a week off and then uh, a, a, a week where there were only two of us, uh, we we never got around to talking about the the, the them creepy Georgia stones, the uh, the the Stonehenge of of Georgia, the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, is that it? I, I saw this was in the news. Um, they they broke. Did they break? Uh, well, was there a storm? It's, it's, it, there's been no shortage of attempts to break them. Uh, up oh. to it, including like uh, like like people throwing epoxy that can't be removed, uh, and uh, in, in this, this last case, finally somebody blew something up that, <gasps> that made them uh, unstable. Oh my so, god! So they, they were bombed. To, yeah. No, no, no. It, so um, it's. As, I had never heard of these even before today. Well, so uh, we we've talked on Monorogue about um, uh, the three hundred thousand year atomic priests. The idea of let's say that uh, sooner or later, on a very, very, very long time schedule, you'll need some kind of instructions for humanity to discover. Right? Yeah. Um, hey, uh, there's radioactive material like? here. It's right. going to be. 10 million years old, but we need to tell people for 10 million years. Exactly. Now, in this case, these aren't, uh, uh, these are more kind of of their time. I want to say they were late 60s, early 70s, where they had useful advice like, hey, don't have more people than you have food. You know, okay. It's it's Hmm. nowadays we might roll our eyes in a post Norman Borlaug era and, and, feel like uh, it wasn't as nuanced as it could be but 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 you know me I'm always in favor of crazy art right and so here was crazy art but the real trick was that they they made crazy art that didn't reveal where it came from and whenever you have a mystery number 1 loves me some mystery 
number two, some people don't love mystery. Some people, <laughs> some people are like, well, that must be nefarious interest. That sounds trying like trying to make some some stuff happen. Yeah, uh, I I have the inscriptions before me. If you'd like me to read them, please, please, sure. please, please. yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What shocking advice! I'm looking- is so horrific. Well, well, you you did a very kind version of this. Oh. Uh, number one. Maintain humanity under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. Uh, that uh, seems pretty small. No. To uh, well, the, where- all, all three of us definitely, uh, I, I'm pretty sure, disagree with that one. But that was not an uncommon sentiment in the late 60s, early 70s, right? This was okay. built in 1980. Uh, I, I, I would say there were people, but it, even at that time when there were 3.5 billion people, it's like, so you're saying get rid of 3 billion people? Hmm. Well, if, if it's a very hard again, number, you don't normally get hard numbers in Confucius like adages. Well, name names, Brian, who do we start with? Who are you get rid of? <laughs> first? No, 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 no. It's, it's, if, if I'm going to steel man, this argument, sure. it's going to be that, uh, the only reason something like this should exist is because we done goofed and uh, and and we didn't make it. So if we didn't make it around that time when fears of overpopulation were still fairly prevalent, it doesn't seem like the craziest thing that somebody would say. Yeah, I'm gonna bet it's because we had too many people. I hear you. Uh, we still have those fears. It was you know there was a. It was kind of a comical sort of response because Elon Musk has talked about how his fear of underpopulation. And then I've read this, I forget which news organization, legit. It's like, oh, no, that's absurd. The UN predicts that populations are going to keep growing through the year 2100 and it's going to reach this doubling thing. And they're kind of just sort of dismissing the idea of you don't worry about this underpopulation thing. Nowhere did you see the average age of somebody in that year mentioned in the article, which is the part that kind of goes, well, yeah, the average age will be 65, you know, at that point, which, oh, so yes, we will have more people. And at that point, we will have a lot more people than now, but they're all going to be senior citizens. Does that seem like a good idea? You know, like. Okay. So, so, so far, we've only got one point of data and it sounds to me like if I'm being generous at best misguided, what else you got on the list? Yeah. What else is on the stones? Okay. Other, other, other stuff is, Number two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Oh, dear. Um, go, go ahead, Brian. Ha, Come on. Ha, I mean, oh, dear. No. Yeah. Oh. Not, not a lot of good history with guiding reproduction. Yeah. We'll stop. Uh, diversity. I mean, if a, it was like more, if it was just like just more, it'd be cool. But clearly from the first one, we know it's not like more is better. It's less. Oh, right. So they, like, their whole thing was like, let's get rid of 7 billion people. Uh, mm. But guys, well, again, yeah, yeah, again, if, if, if I'm steel manning this, it's yeah. going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be that this is only going to be discovered post apocalypse. And they'll sure. be, they'll be, you know, like, Hey man, let's get back <laughs> up to a half, mi- a half a billion. Oh, right. Gotcha. And then, and along the way, lots of diversity. I mean, come on, let's, let's, uh, let's selectively select. Partner. At least they said they did say improving fitness and diversity, not minimizing diversity, which was what the bad guys were trying to do. Correct. Yeah. Improving Correct. is, uh, okay. What else is on the, what else? And I got the stone tablets. 
something something Jewish people. No. Um, (laughs) No, no, no. Unite humanity with a living new language. Now, that sounds fine. In so far as, as a matter of fact, uh, hmm. uh, 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 what's his name? Um, uh, the coddling of the American mind, jo- uh, Jonathan Haidt. Jonathan Haidt mm-hmm. is doing a press tour where he's talking about the importance of the parable of the Tower of Babel, where uh, there's a specific phrase in there that says something along the lines of, uh, if they can all speak the same language, whoa. They'll be able to do too much. Uh, and and to be honest, mm. there's something honest and powerful and reminiscent of what we're experiencing on the Internet, where we're all speaking the same language of science and so on. So, um, mm. so if what they're suggesting here is everybody get on the same page, talk the same language, surely that would be good, question mark? We are unified in that we use technology and data to communicate. We have um, unified middleware, and it's called the internet, and it's got translation on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, I, I guess the question is who... The question is always not wouldn't unity be great, but who decides what unity looks like, right? Yeah. All right, so let's go to number four. Rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Okay. Wait, sure. yeah, yeah, like, like, don't this, get too hot headed, everybody. This, this is some Vulcan nonsense. This is, <laughs> this is some bird people talk. <laughs> this is, uh, this is some, uh, no, don't, mm, squa- don't squanch too much. Yeah, but don't right, squanch uh, not yeah. enough. <laughs> all right. Let's go to protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Oh. All you got to do is sure. be fair and just. How would you uh, determine fairness and justness? Well, with the the laws in the courts. Uh, well. So what you're saying is be excellent to each other. Yeah. <laughs> but only to the people six. who are watching the same movie you are. <laughs> Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Um. Isn't that contradictory? Yeah, it sounds an awful lot. No, no, lot. you have ha, no, you have your internal. Like we, it's kind of the state right now. We we do we handle internal, but between countries, we have a world court, and the world court is so powerful and effective. Yeah, well, the problem with the world court is when you have half of the justices on it come from totalitarian countries and repressive countries. I mean, yeah, I think you mean, you mean good laws and courts, Andrew. Right. I think you mean good, yeah, so, good laws so that, and courts. That's court. kind of the problem with some of the world court is that it's like, you know, I don't know if some of the people should be weighing in on this. Um, in my opinion, so, Andrew's about okay. to get arrested in the world court. <laughs> but before we keep going, yeah. at this point, like the only crime I'm seeing right here is somebody being of a fashionable new age mindset who has money and wants to do a crazy thing, a build of a a monument. You could put all of this on a billboard and you would build an industry out of it. Absolutely. For example, it might say crypto is real. (laughs) NFTs are a casino disguised as a revolution. Crypto is annoying until it's a revolution. And then I want you to debate whether or not they had like five things they were passionate about and realized they had to fill it out with 10. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Isn't that part of good courts and laws? 
See, Bryce, you just your primitive mind doesn't understand. <laughs> I guess I'm not. I guess. Say that back. again. Say that again, and say it in a way that convinces me you're not talking about Reddit mods. <laughs> Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Yeah. And we just had volunteer cops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really good. Guys. All right, number eight. Okay. Number Balance eight. personal rights with social duties. Balance. Balance. You know, I'm, it, you know we are very okay, it, we are a very individualistic country. Other other countries and cultures have collaborative, family, loving based bonds. It ain't Some no faster way too, to convince me that <laughs> that your mom's into a pseudoscience than to than when she brings up the word balance, like 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 a, a word that nobody knows what it means. It's but, it's nothing. It it means it means balance. What, uh, what, what, it, it's a it's a balance is a ratio. Yeah, uh, balance is uh, is finding uh, a, a mix. You know, it is not just individualism. It is not just community uh-huh. uh, self. Number nine. It's also the credo of of uh, of. <laughs> Of Infinity War, uh, it's also like there's balance in all things. I'm not saying. Well, look, look. <laughs> number nine. <laughs> number nine. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Well, <laughs> you can't put truth and love in the same on the same level like that. Hey, trying to steal, man. Okay. Try, try, trying to steal, man. Um. Who gets to say what truth is? Who gets to say what beauty is? And who gets to say what love is? I think well, the Supreme Court is Well, we have a committee on. formed by our betters, is what we do. Perhaps some elite people, both in media and government, who know better than we do, Brian. I think it's just obvious. If you've already got the, the right good, schools. good courts and good laws and you don't have the bad politicians, then all these are going to be good and uh, easy, right. easy writing. Here is number 10. And in this, I'm just going to say it exactly as it's written. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Twice. He says that twice. And he did, you know, maybe say it once and leave room for nature. Just saying. Now, I mean, okay. Um, hear me out. A, a, a friend of mine <laughs> who is not me. His name is Lion. That's sure. why you know he's full of it. <laughs> a friend of mine, Lion, asked the question, isn't nature by its own definition the cancer on the earth, you know, and that it spreads unchecked everywhere without structure, without regard to other aspects the, of the overall environment? Nature, nature has the circle of life. And humans have MTV. With, oh, uh, yes, and keep in mind we're talking about <laughs> Lion's point of view, not Brian. Obviously, that, no, Brian. Brian's got the right. Brian knows the correct truth and love and beauty. I, 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 I. I uh, look, man. Some hippie with a lot of money made a real nice stone statue, and as somebody who. Has, has who might own. be a hippie? Wants <laughs> stone statues of his own. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Why? Why they have to ruin his crazy hippie talk? Uh, uh, 
well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it, it blew up. Someone just blew it up, which I think is an overreaction. I would say I disagree with the stone tablets. See, and also, and, and, I disagree. And this is the thing. I so, wouldn't so it's like, Okay, okay. If you're somebody afraid of it, then yes, you blow it up. But if you're somebody who finds it hilarious, then you you constantly are bringing it up and you create a fake uh, religion over it. You know, it's like uh, they 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 blew it up because they were intimidated. Looking at this graffiti, I think they just didn't like the idea of a world court. Huh. And yeah, uh, crazy as it is, or whatever, you know, not cool to. Blow that thing up. Don't blow stuff up. Don't blow stuff up. Don't don't unless blow stuff you're up. talking about unless you're talking about our Patreon and you want to blow that up. Blow our Patreon up, please. Patreon.com slash weird things is where you can go and support the show. Yeah, now what would that look like if somebody were to blow it up? Like let's say, let's say you get the call. Everybody mm. asks, Oh, you think you can handle it? The call comes. 2.35 a.m. Central Time. Hello. Bryce. Yes. It's me. Hi. Uh, it happened. Oh, no. Yes. It happened? It blew up. Oh, goody. What? Wait. Uh, <laughs> wait, which one blew up? Yeah, I need to know which blew up before I pass judgment on it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Brian's chair blew up. That well, And that's Brian a no-no. That's a no-no for me, Brian dog. just <laughs> pulled what we call in the business a Laporte. Oh, no. Please, viewers and listeners, uh, patreon.com slash weird things. Help Brian afford a chair that doesn't blow up. We need chairs. We need chairs. And of course, you can get not just chairs for us, but also the After Things podcast before anybody else, uh, where we but talk really about the big... chairs would be great for us, <laughs> Brian. Uh, 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 patreon.com slash weird things. Uh, just a buck an episode uh, helps us out, keeps us uh, loud, live, and. Uh, in your ear holes and not doing the thing that I said earlier at the start of the episode. And safely we- seated. Oh my goodness! Welcome back, Brian. Oh, you're sitting hey, a little Brian. taller today. Uh, <laughs> too tall. Yeah, I yeah. I need a moment. Yeah. Uh, has yeah. The- so those of you who don't know, uh, yeah, a friend of ours, Leo Laporte, once was bouncing <laughs> on his yoga ball in the <laughs> middle of a podcast, and it was just. <laughs> Boom! He vanished. It was the best magic trick you ever saw. One moment Leo's there, next moment you know Leo is just gone. Yeah. And yeah. Brian, Brian did his more destructive in a, in, version in, of in that. In a fit of mouth. irony, like ten years ago, my wife gave me her drafting chair <laughs> <laughs> that leans slightly forward and causes me to sit up straight. And uh, 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 you know yeah. what? Now I think about it, should have been an eleventh item on those stones. Mm-hmm. Says. Don't don't have a weird ass chair. Yeah, all that, chair. Might, that might snap underneath you. All chairs must have three points we, of contact. Maybe we do a Kickstarter to do the weird things guidestones on the seven acre wood. Yes, yes. <laughs> That'd be good. What would what would be? All right, let's say we had three. We had three things on the seven acre wood t- stone. Okay. Oh, weird no, no, things. No, no. Okay. I've I've actually already thought about this. So so there's this uh, sacrificial pit in the middle, and there's kind of an outer ring, and there's places for standing. This stones. just went in a weird direction, Bryce. Oh, no, 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 no. This could be great. So it's like uh, I just want the first one to say, "Dude," and then the next one to say, 
Dude, seriously. <laughs> third one says... Okay, now I got to hear the third one. Come on. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like the fourth one says, really? Again? Yeah. Not here again. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Next one just says, okay. Okay. <laughs> like four spaces. There's, there's okay. a... a there's a train, a little train you could ride near me in Burbank that's uh, Los Angeles live steamers. It's really rad. There are a lot of people, actually some of our former animators and whatnot. They've got Walt Disney's barn, the barn from his property where he used to like think up his ideas for Disneyland is there. But during Halloween, you go with the little train ride and they decorate it for Halloween. And one of the things they do is they do like the Burma Shave type ads. Burma Shave used to do these ads on the side of the road where it'd be like one billboard would start a thing like Brian was saying, like if you're half-miler looking for you know a good shave they would basically spread the message out across because you're just going cross-country and nothing better to do than just look at those signs mm. so i could see like doing that in the property with the train which again brian i'm gonna bring that up again i do think you need a train yep done yeah. oh my gosh yeah. uh we have, cool. we have i mean we have similar rules like in our diamond club discord our we have we we have to have rules because we get we get we get wackos in there uh, uh not the people we're saying there and uh uh but we don't want to have a lot of like onerous rules, right? We don't want to have like, well, it should do like we we will. And so our rules on in the Discord are, uh, 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 what is it? Respect each other, no hate. Uh, do not make us have to write more d detailed rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because because be, just be cool. Don't blow up. Don't blow up. Don't blow up stuff up. Except our Patreon. Well, but it's interesting because there are. That kind of kind of works when you're in a group that says we want to be as permissive as we can and, and sincerely mean that where you can say like, yeah, like we're going to be pretty good at figuring, figuring out what's outrageous behavior versus other groups are like, no, I, I want to control people. Like I, I want to keep it this sort of line, you know, in a certain line. I think that's where things get really contentious because some people say, oh, no, I feel that way. And it's like, oh, well, somebody brings up politics. Oh, no, they can't do that. Like, well, OK, but you got to, you know, hmm. It's it's, it, you know, it's 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 you know there's a delicate balance between giving people control and and, and uh, yeah and, if, you, if it's the right amount most people will be happy and will self police I guess I think it's trying to say they will self monitor and be like dude really where if it's too much control a lot of people are like yeah I don't get this this seems arbitrary or whatever why is this outside or whatnot so anyhow uh, gentlemen there so, was a yeah, 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 real quick just to just to wrap things up. Uh, uh, commandment number one, don't make me come out there. <laughs> don't make me stop this car. Right. Commandment no, two. Number two. One. I swear. I swear. <laughs> I will turn this ship around. Number three. Uh, this is your last warning. <laughs> <laughs> this is three out of how many? Ten? Uh, actually, uh, 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 you know what? There's just three. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Last wording, end of tablet. I love that. Gentlemen, I want to talk about another story now. If I may move it on. A while back, we heard about bionic reading. Remember this? Bionic reading was the, the meme that kind of caught on, was the idea if you bold the first couple words, letters of a word, that it would sometimes improve readability or allow you to read faster. Okay, yeah. You recall this, and there were the examples like this is text without it. This is text oh, with yeah, bionic right? reading. Yeah, I think we talked about speed reading. I don't remember bionic reading, but uh, I mean, it is exactly what you described. It is 
bolding part of yeah. a word to read it easier. So Readwise, which is an app that is used for trying to make things easier to read or to help you actually find, keep track of your content, et cetera, for reading. I have some friends who just swear by it. They decided to do a big pilot study to see, or their own study rather, to see how well this worked. And they had examples that were in Bionic format and not, and they opened this up and they had thousands of people participated and they got rid of the people who didn't complete it or answered it too quickly, whatever. And they're left with about 1,800 people who did an experiment to see how well it worked. I bet it did. I'm going to bet that it did work, Brian. What do you think? I'm, I'm going to bet that the upfront numbers were very impressive, but retention numbers were less impressive. Mm. Okay. Well, there at the end of the study... Uh, the TLDR is, the headline is, does bionic reading actually work? We timed over 2,000 readers and the results might surprise you. TLDR, actually, no. The results will probably not surprise you. After analyzing data from 2,074 testers, we found no evidence that bionic reading has any positive effect on reading speed. In fact, participants read 2.6 words per minute slower on average with bionic reading than without. Slower? Said the difference, yeah, the difference is so small as 100% that the real takeaway is bionic reading has no impact on reading speed. Now, they do suggest later on maybe mileage may vary for individuals, and they pointed to some research studies that I pointed out previously to people when they brought up bionic reading of doing things like adjusting like colors or other things with the fonts can improve novelty in something, which there's kind of a known thing, but they found like, nope, there's just doesn't, doesn't, it's, it's actually mm. slightly worse. Wow. Uh, I guess... I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, 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 we, we, we've talked about, about speed reading before. Do we need to read faster? Well, I, I do think if, 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 I don't know if I said this last time, but uh, I've been doing some rereading of stuff that has led me to the conclusion that uh, for, for reexamining stuff, yeah, just go hit, hit up 1.3, 1.5 times. And, and if you've already been there, you're like, you're spending most of your time going yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, it depends. There's stuff that I have, I have the new Kindle fire, which if I want to read, let's say a fiction story or something like that, I'll put it into the word runner mode, which flashes one word at a time, because then I could read it at like six six or seven hundred words uh, per minute, um, which is fine. But I have I've been reading the Julian James book, Consciousness and the Breakdown of the Bicameral Mind, which I want to read more slowly because there's just, just every paragraph. He's got something interesting to say, whether or not it's true or not. Different question, but it's a very interesting uh, thing to read. And so I, I'm a fan of read it. Your I think everybody can improve their pace. You can improve a lot but you don't without losing too much retention, but there's sort of an optimum sort of speed because it is yeah, it's still how much you process and think about. And sometimes you need time to think things over and go, Oh, that's an interesting concept. Where does this go? So for some kinds of reading, particularly for a lot of nonfiction where it's pretty rich as far as the details, I like to just sort of go to casual speed for some fiction where you can kind of get the same experience of the story at a faster pace. Yeah. No. And it's good to have those options, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, some TV shows you watch with all of your, <laughs> with both eyes on, some of them, maybe you just listen to them. 
Uh, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we, we've talked many, many times about, you know, the power of, of audiobooks versus visual reading. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is just a shade of that. Like, yeah, I'm, I want to read it. I don't want to listen to it. Uh, but I also would like to do that very much faster and maybe with less, uh, maybe potentially less focus. Um, I'll use, and I use speed reading a lot of times if I have to catch up on like articles because like there are sometimes I have so much stuff I got to keep track of and um, it's just easier for me to just use a speed reading app and just kind of go, through. okay. Because sometimes too, like as being involved in technology, some of the journalism is good and some of it's not. And sometimes you, you know, in the middle of a 2000 word article, you find that one paragraph that you go, oh, this is really what's going on here. <laughs> I had a recent example of that. I just watched my Zoom disappear. I'm like, <laughs> what happened? Uh, they're in my head. My camera mind is correct. It's true. I can still help right here, Bryson. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll send you the right link in your email, but we can still hear you. Uh, yeah. So I think that uh, uh, it's just as as far as for me, like like I was reading an article and, and I had a thing where somebody had made some statement to me on Twitter, like, oh, this thing is this, you know, they're like, this is this is a problem with something. And I'm like, no, I don't think it was about a copyright law thing. And I'm like, I don't think you actually read the decision right. And like, no, here's an article. And they sent me the article about a copyright decision. I'm like, yeah, it's a really bad article that doesn't explain what the copyright decision actually said. Go read the copyright decision. Yeah. And then there and it was like they're like, no, it's I don't distract me. It's some other decision. I'm like, no, it's literally the decision in the article. And finally they read it, which gets into the problem of people not reading the primary source on stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's sometimes a helpful tool for some of these tools is you can just read through these things, scan a little bit faster and go, oh, is this worthwhile or not? And I think people sometimes want to create conflict. We like this oh, yeah. this this is a this is a different sort of shade of of, of what you're talking about, but like we, on, like on TikTok, we uh, we had a couple of videos go popular um, uh, a week or two ago, and uh, they're they're puzzles, they're coin, they're, they're it's a coin moving puzzle. It's very simple. Like like the 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 clip that we made is shorter than the full video that we made, but you un we if you watched it, you could either understand what we're saying or you could willfully not. And I mm-hmm. I I keep bumping into that with people who leave comments of like, well, you actually did move it here. Oh, you, this is either they, they are being willfully, um, uh, willfully ignorant or obstinate. Absolutely. Or they just like literally didn't listen to the rules or pay attention to them or, or understand them. And, and it's, it's, I, I, on, on this end where I want people to enjoy and comprehend stuff, there's a, there's a bit of me that's like, well, I, I think, I think you know, you know what we're talking about. You know what this is. You, you don't need me to do this in 360 degrees and one perfect shot and completely overhead and none of the move. Like you understand, we both know what we're talking about here, but you are being obstinate and just creating conflict for engagement. It almost feels like it feels like there's a little bit of like we we have pushed engagement so far that people will just. Just not think. I don't know. It's it is it's it's tough because on the other hand, I I made that video. I made it a while ago, but I made that video, and you know what? If they don't get it, then there's there's a certain amount that I'll hold on to, for like okay, I guess you know it's uh, there are certain properties of the thing that is being published as well. I 
I would using myself as an example. I'm my most critical and most combative when I'm depressed or just not feeling I'm not as engaged in things as I should be. And I imagine that's true of a lot of other people. I look at the point points in time where I'm really critical or I'm like, ah, somebody said this on Twitter and I got to correct them on this or do this. It's like it's because I'm feeling unfulfilled or whatever. And when I'm really engaged and really active with trying to get stuff done, I don't care. I just don't care unless it's really about to something on a collision course with me. And that's that's been a thing that I've had to realize, like, oh, I'm I don't really care what they said. I'm just want to lash out at something else it's like if you're dealing with a problem and somebody else brings you a smaller problem all that energy the other problem gets thrown in their face mm. and and that's the thing that i think that we see a lot because there's a lot of I, I told you this story i had a i had a person that wrote a really scathing review of one of my books which is fine all right look, um, I, I, we've been through this and i'm sorry i hurt your feelings are you sorry, Bry? Well, uh, I, I'm sorry that your feelings were hurt. He just he Why? really thought it should have been in Ariel, and you know the decision to put it in Times New Roman was mm, just a, it's still Bryce. It's still sore, so it's oh, not good. There. I, shouldn't okay. have, I shouldn't have dug uh, too deep, Mister Roboto. Uh, <laughs> it was one of these things where it was this sort of like I'm like it was like it's like they it wasn't they just crazy they were just got a kind of a little bit mean. It was like like wow this is like. You know, don't know me well enough to realize how awful I am, but <laughs> it felt personal. They got it. They, yeah, right? yeah, it was. It was literally kind of a thing, and and I'm like, I'm like, who is this person? So I, you know, searched to see who they were, and I found their online identity. And then next thing you know, I click over to a GoFundMe where this person has a very serious medical issue, and they're trying to raise money for this. Hmm. And I'm like, ah, uh, I'm totally okay with your criticisms. I'm totally okay because you're going through something I can't even fathom. And, uh, you know, feeling that yeah. if, if you know, I, I was, I told him like, I felt bad. And, and, and it was one of those things like, this is a person that was just dealing with a lot. And that emotion probably came through a bit and attacking me. So well, okay. and, and, uh, that was, I think I've told a version of this story where it's like, uh, with, with, with darkness in my heart, I was going to find out what this person cared about the most. And example after example after example, all I could find was just bile coming out of this person mm -hmm. until I found a post from same name, just in a, a heart transplant forum mm. <laughs> talking yep. about how his fingers were crossed and this might be the one. And I just, I just lost all interest. Yeah. It, it was awful. I mean, we're, this, this is turning into after things now, but it's, it's, it is kind of counter to, uh, the mindset that I, I, I think, uh, it, 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 the, with the thing that we're describing, you know, letting understanding that people will, come to you with their own entire life's worth of baggage and everything that happened to them that day. And at the same time, there was a TikTok I even saw about it of, of um, I, I don't know if it's a logical fallacy or a thinking fallacy, but the idea of like, oh, well, that person's probably having a bad, like, like giving, giving people excuses that where there is not even subtext or context about it. Just giving, giving, oh, well, that person cut me off, but they're probably, they're, that they probably broke their finger the other day, you know. Uh, so it, 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 there's a there's a conflict between the, those two uh, energies, I think. 
Well, I would say that you you I don't know that I don't know if you're saying that that was a fallacy to make the assumption of that, but I say no, that, no, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah. It, it, okay. It, yeah. I, there, there are two different, like, like yes, like absolutely, like people online bring all of all of their stuff to whatever interaction it is, and at some point you have to just kind of write it off a little of like, well, there's who knows, um, but I, I don't know. My understanding is that in terms of like personal, um, I, I don't know. Tick, my my TikTok just wants to be my therapist. Okay, TikTok yeah. just keeps wants to tell you, tell me about how to deal with a, any number of things. And so this that, that's the literal only reason why I'm thinking about this. But the yeah, are we giving excuse? Do you give excuses for people? Do you do it for strangers? And who? What is healthy? What's the healthy version of that? I, I need some I, tablets to tell me. Well, I think that I, I, I think that it, it's a one is that I regardless in my case, was this person going through this or not? I should treat them in the same way, which is respect that I'm going to engage with them, do it with politeness and say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about a different way to look at this or whatever. And I should treat that whether or not somebody's going through hardship or not. And that realized me to realize I need to be kind of compassionate to everybody, even if that person's a complete jerk, even if they're complete, they're the, the worst person. Well, that's fine. It costs me nothing. You know, all, all I'm doing is giving up the opportunity to take out my anger and lash out on somebody else, which I shouldn't be doing. So for me, it's like somebody pointed out, like these things don't, you know, bad life experiences aren't excuses for being a jerk. It's true. But for me to understand how I need to, handle, to process this, this helped me understand. Rarely do I get the, the sharpest criticism, the, the, the most personal sort of stuff from people who are very highly self-actualized. In fact, never, never from a fully self-actualized person. It comes from somebody who's dealing with their own pain. And so that may not always be the case. And there's sociopaths out there. So, uh, you know, anyhow, yeah, that's my point. One day we'll figure out the psyche. Hashtag got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody says the argument's flawed because just as they deserve it, so do you. I, I, don't, I don't need it. You know, it's nice and it's great, but I don't need it. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. And I, and I, I, it would be nice, but I my functioning really isn't. I'm going to function fine whether or not I get it or not. I can walk into a situation that's hostile or whatever, and I'm going to be okay because I have. I think I have a very good center. You know, I have a few key friends that I listen to who came from Brian, Justin, or Bryce. That'd be different, you know. But like outside of that, like I have my little. I have my Georgia guidestones and my friends that sort of let me know am I good or not or whatever and whatever the world says. Well, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, man. We, uh, we, we went some places. We got we're, deep, man. We're going, we're going places. Talk, talking about like where we get our inspiration from. I, I feel like, uh, maybe it's time for picks. Yeah. I would just leave it this. The, I, what I turn to understand power, power is first control over your own emotions and then power over how you let people impact you or not. People, we all too often give people this remote control. Yeah. Just press this button. Do make me go nuts. Here you go. And sometimes we treat social media like that. And that can be a problem. And we treat a lot of things like, ah, this thing happened to me today. Like, how? Why did you give that person the remote control? Why did you give them the control for this thing? You literally gave them a button to press into your brain and make you angry. Yeah. Uh, well, how about some buttons to make us feel happy? What's uh, what's your pick, Brian? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what? It's it's a uh, this is my second or third lap on it, but 
Christopher Moore's book, Lamb, uh, the story of Christ is told by his best friend Biff, uh, is just charming. Like, like I, I can't seem to get anybody in my family to listen to it because it sounds like work. And, but what it is, is just joyful and playful. Uh, it's, 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 it's great. I, I enjoy it so very, very much. Nice. Uh, is there an audiobook for that? Yeah. Nice. Very and, cool. and, and it's very well, well, rev, uh, rev, uh, rev? well read. Oh, it's, it's not the author doing it. No. Nice. <laughs> Which, by the way, I do think it's funny. It's like, yes, that is code. If somebody says it's well read, almost certainly it means not read by the author. Well, I, I, I wasn't sure who Christopher Moore was, but uh, maybe he's an actor or something. But cool. Well, yeah. uh, I finished this over the weekend. I guess I binged this, and I think I really liked it a lot. It's the Netflix Resident Evil show. I really didn't expect to like this. Um, until I realized, do you know what sh- what what TV slot this fits in? This fits in when maybe this is a personal experience when you're at your uh, uh, at, at your aunt and uncle's and they they don't have they don't have any streaming shows at all. They don't have any Netflix or anything, and so they just like throw on whatever is on Sci-Fi at the moment, and you sit down and you watch it, and you're like. I could follow this. There's like zombies or something. They're like in a nice building, whatever. That's what Resident Evil is. And it Look, works. It, it, in a weird way, Bryce, I believe you more than ever because I'm seeing that it has a 3.7 out of 10. <laughs> like, like it's I goofy. believe that you believe it. It's, it's, it's not great. I'm not going to sit here and tell you the script is even good. There are a lot, there are problems with this show, but there are they what's I, the thing that's really cool is there are two like timelines right there's pre outbreak and post outbreak and uh, post outbreak they're adults and stuff and the the pre outbreak question is not how does the outbreak start when does the outbreak start no one cares about that we want like that like that is an amount of awareness that i would not have expected from a show called resident evil so uh, I I dug it. I did not need to give it a lot of attention. It's not the next Breaking Bad, but it's fun. I find it hard to believe that people would be terribly unconcerned about the origins of a world-shattering epidemic. Well, well sarcasm, Bryce. Yeah, yeah. Sarcasm. <laughs> it, and if you and the other the other good thing is like I don't know a lot of the Resident Evil lore. I know there are zombies in that in that world. Um, you don't really need to know any of that either into this. They mention Raccoon City. Um, yeah. The really the most unbelievable thing is that they really let you know, no, Raccoon City got nuclear exploded because of all the zombies, and everybody, nobody else knew that. Everyone thought it was a fire. So um, that's the goofiness. But goofy good. Goofy, 20, goofy good. 26% audience score. <laughs> I think there's twenty six percent. I mean, there's all this is doing is making me believe harder in it. <laughs> there's also there's also uh, we I, I don't know all the details, but one of the characters Wesker it, it has is cast as as a as a as a black man, and normally he's a he's a blonde white guy, uh, and I think that's got some people trying to rag on it, but uh, I don't think that that affects the show at all because his face is. 
It's, right. It, it doesn't change anything about that about that very weird character. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm saying people online are mad. I'm not mad. You're mad. I'm not mad. You're mad. <laughs> and did he have a pick? So I, I didn't take hit, the bait. I'm disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> I have a... Uh, everybody's YouTube channel, like YouTube selections, I think that you could probably create some form of like personality test based upon just like just screenshot what who YouTube you screen who you yeah. subscribe to. Yeah. What YouTube suggests to you. Cause what you're watching, cause subscriptions could be like, Oh, this is what I want to be. But then you're what you actually watch those recommendations, I think could be a lot more revealing on who we are. So, uh, is this Bryce's? This is Bryce's. There's some, there's some better call Saul clips. There's some formula one. There's some J-pop upscaled to 4K, uh, and some Scamnation. Uh, yeah. So you got some Breaking Bad clips, etc. Like, yeah, I would say, like, yeah, that would be an interesting thing. Like, can you tell your sp- tell your friend by their recommendations? Ooh, that's a good Ooh, idea for a show. Dude, somebody's about <laughs> to write that down for a great night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, I think that would be that would be. Anyway, it's fascinating to see like what comes up and, and where where. The recommendations come in. Um, the new Myers Brig. What are your recommendations? So something popped up into my feed, uh, and I'll, I'll just side note: this isn't my pick, but there is a Gathering for Gardener channel. And if you like geeky mathematics stuff and little puzzles and stuff, Gathering for Gardener is a celebration of the life of Martin Gardner that happens, I think, every two years. Oh. And they've started posting videos from them of people doing presentations online. And there's a lot of great stuff. If you want to do deep not deep dives into things like uh, magic squares and shapes and all sorts of other things. If you go look up youtube.com, go to youtube, youtube.com in case you didn't know. <laughs> if you go to YouTube, <laughs> go look for there. You'll see And some of these videos like have very few views, but they're just delightful and just filled with a lot of really great examples of just crazy stuff. But uh, I came across a video which is of uh, years ago. This was back in 2012. V-Heart. She's makes a lot of great science and math videos. She did several videos on the hexaflexagon. And the hexaflexagon was popularized by Martin Gardner. And basically what it is, it's a little way to fold a piece of paper that you can fold it into, keep opening and opening into different sort of, uh, if you have patterns on it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he, she went into the story of it. And it's a, it's a wonderful video, the way she presents it. And it was basically talks about where the hexaflexagon came from. And, you know, some guy at Princeton made this out of curiosity and he was sitting at a table with his friend showing it to him. And then another guy going to Princeton by the name of Richard Feynman walked over and said, what are you working on? And they showed him and then they're like, well, what are the possible states? And one guy, let me show you. And Feynman's like, no, we'll make diagrams. Like, no, I'll show you. And Feynman's like, no, we'll make diagrams. And then Feynman and his diagrams is kind of you know funny. But anyhow, uh, just wonderful. She's several videos. She talks about them and even shows you how to make a hexaflexagon burrito. Ooh. Like so V heart V I H A R T. Very cool. It's it trust me. It's delightful. They're they're just delightful. You're like hexaflexagon, yeah. really? But it's they're really the way the storytelling, everything she did with it is just super super fun. I've seen th- this video that I had up earlier of her showing you how to make one. I've seen before. I've I must yeah. have. I, I've seen it. Either people have stolen it on TikTok or so I've seen. But it's it's good and it's fascinating because you're just like how how do you do that? There's now a bunch of hexaflexagon stuff on TikTok. Like it's an entire channel now of just, just they're fun. So 
Uh, anyhow, gentlemen, Taoist say it's been weird. Ah, ah that's, that's number seven. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>